0: Hello everybody, welcome back into your latest episode of Locked On, Colts Party Locked On Podcast Network. Today's eyes host, Evan Seder, and Joe a frequent guest on our show, Stephen Reed of Stampede Blues. We're going to talk about the most important Colts of the 2019, 2020, 2021 season, because as we all know, the Colts have made a lot of big improvements this year, and we're going to start off with some obvious names at the top of the list here, but branch off as we get further into the show about some really important Colts who are going to be a big piece of the puzzle here in the second coming season for Indianapolis, but Stephen, how are you doing today? The- I'm doing well, Evan. How are you today? Doing great, and I always appreciate having you on, Stephen, because I, and I know our listeners always enjoy our, our what-a-conversation we had a little bit ago and also diving into a lot of fun topics with you. But starting off the show today, I think the obvious ones for the most important Colts in 2020, it's got to be the quarterback position, number one overall, Stephen. How intrigued are you the closer and closer it gets? Crazy to say we're only two months away from preseason action. Philip Rivers in a Colts uniform. How important he is going to be to this team in 2020?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be critical. Um, It's gone over ad nausea from all different ports, uh, all different people talking about whether the Colts are going to get the 2019 version of Phillip Rivers or the 2018 version of Phillip Rivers. I think you're probably going to get more towards that 2018 version uh, because you've got some great weapons there with the Colts offense and you're actually going to give him an offensive line and he's going to have a running game. Um, It's going to be huge. And I think, Ultimately, how Philip Rivers goes isn't going to really—it's going to dictate how high they can reach. Um, I think this team is good regardless, and will compete for the division regardless because Chris Ballard's done a fantastic job of building this roster and really adding depth and talent at every position. And so, I think Philip Rivers right now is a guy that, as long as he doesn't lose games, they're going to keep winning games. But he's got that moxie; he's got that ability to go out in the fourth quarter and win a game if he has to. And so I think that that's going to be just a huge thing for the Colts to finally have confidence. Um, Frank Reich's going to have a confidence. Nick Sirianni's going to have confidence in Philip Rivers going in the fourth quarter where there were times last year where it really did feel like they didn't have confidence in Jacoby Brissett to go win a game versus having Jacoby Brissett go out there and not lose it. And, That different mentality from Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni is going to be huge for the Colts this season.
0: I'm glad you brought up Reich and Sirianni because I was about to mention to you just the impact that Rivers will have on the coaching staff. Because like you mentioned, really good point brought up there about Jacoby Brissett. I know even some players were hinting at it, not directly, but I know Ryan Kelly on his Zoom call before he mentioned they were playing the lose last year, not playing the win, so to say. And it kind of goes back to the conservative approach where – I know Andrew looking for a different quarterback's team, but it's kind of the same mentality as far as like, I think I can, I can fit this ball into any window and I have the uh, confidence on my shoulders, I can go win a game for us. How big of an impact will that be in the locker room and for the coaching staff to have that ability where we can open up the full
1: playbook for Rivers? Oh, I think it's going to be huge. And, and you're right, it's going to be felt throughout the organization. It's not going to be um, just the coaching staff or just the locker room. It, everybody's going to feel that and feel that confidence. For years and years, Colts fans, with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, you go into the fourth quarter, you were down, no matter what number of points you were down, you had confidence that you might come back and win this game. Like you could be down three scores going into the fourth quarter and, you know, Hey, you know, we still got a chance. Still got a chance. Now I don't know if Philip Rivers is going to be that kind of level, but he's one of those quarterbacks that really does have the confidence to fit it in. And he's got the arm strength to really do what the Colts want them to do, want, want him to do. Um, and he's got the accuracy, which is the most important thing for Frank Reich's system to really put those balls where they need to go. Uh, and so I, I, I think that his confidence in, in Philip Rivers' Moxie, and uh, we got to listen to I'm, – I'm a season ticket member myself, and so we got to listen to Philip Rivers uh, the other day, and he talked about reaching out, and you've heard it from – from Stephen Holder and the different guys at the Indy Star about how he's already reached out to wide receivers. He just moved to Indianapolis this week. He's getting in contact with guys. He's starting to work out the kinks, trying to get in in patterns. He worked with Jack Doyle and Paris Campbell the other day in Indianapolis in person. And so he's truly a leader and the team is going to rally behind him and feel like they've got a shot. And that's huge. Um, Like you mentioned before, Ryan Kelly said, you know, they weren't necessarily, I don't know what the words were there, but they weren't necessarily as confident in Jacobu Brissett as what they were when they had Andrew, Andrew Luck. And you know, they're, they're very different players that you for good reason. They didn't have the same confidence in Brissett as you would in Andrew Luck. I don't think anybody does um, really. And so you look at that Philip Rivers and, and what he brings in that moxie and that confidence. And I think that that's going to exude throughout the entire locker room and that, the team themselves will really pick themselves up and rally behind Phillip Rivers.
0: I think it's fair to say the next one on this list here is equally as important on the other side of the football and on defense. DeForest Buckner, that huge trade they made this offseason, the Colts trained 13th overall pick, their first round draft pick to San Francisco for DeForest Buckner, all pro defense tackle, entering the prime of his career right now, age 26. I think if Buckner is what we think he can do, Stephen, come in right away from day one, change everything on all levels of the defense and provide that interior pressure, help out Kamoko Ture, Justin Houston on the outside as well. This could change everything for this close stance where they could really take the leap that I think Chris Ballard is expecting them to take the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, Chris Ballard has said the three technique drives this defense and he went out and got one of the best in football. Um, arguably the second best behind Aaron Donald. And... If DeForest Buckner comes out and plays like the Colts think he can play uh, and that they believe he can play and he plays up to that contract and everything you've heard from DeForest Buckner thus far has basically given you that kind of same confidence that that the offense has with Phillip Rivers, the defense has with DeForest Buckner. And it's going to have a trickle down effect with the rest of the players. So, like you mentioned, it's going to be, you know, Justin Houston, Kamoko Torre is going to, they're going to get less, less help on, on their side. So they're going to have more opportunities. It's going to require those linemen to stay on DeForest Buckner. So you're going to have Bobby Okariki, Darius Leonard, Anthony Walker being able to roam free. It's going to improve the secondary because if they're able to get interior pressure and they're able to get that to that quarterback faster, he's going to have to make those decisions faster. And if you speed up a quarterback, they make mistakes. And so those corners aren't going to have to cover for quite as long. And so it really will have a trickle-down effect on the entire defense based on how well DeForest Buckner comes into play. And if he plays up to the level, that elite level that he has played the past two, three years, which I think we all expect at this point, then this defense has a legitimate shot to, you know, push for that takeover title in the NFL. I think there are 40 takeovers, uh, takeaways in the as the NFL record in a season. This defense will have an opportunity to get there, and I think they arguably will be a top 10 defense, um, if not better, uh, based on one the division that they play in, because the rest of the division isn't necessarily great. Um, but They're they're going to be really good, I think, Um, and it all starts up front with that defensive line. Colts, let me tell you about
0: a great sponsor of today's episode, which is Rock Auto. If you want to save a lot of money in your car, whether it's getting a new fuel pump assembly, a new tire, a new engine, any sort of car part, rockauto.com is going to have available for you in a much cheaper price than those on market and their competitors. For example, like I mentioned at fuel pump assembly, you save over $150 using rockauto.com instead of going to your usual competitor like a, a discount tire or a big O tires, any one of those car auto zone manufacturers because rockauto makes sure it's the cheapest on the market and also saves you the big bucks while also keeping you and your wallet secure. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and buy parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They're anything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Where it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks to drive directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkable and easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice as so much money for the same parts that your competitors when you can save so much money over at RockAuto.com, Colts fans? Go to RockAuto.com right now and use all your parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us? Box? They know we sent you again. Locked on, L O C K E D O N in there. How would you hear about us? Box? They know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. rockout.com Go right over there right now, Colts fans. Yeah, absolutely. The Forrest Buckner is going to be a huge piece of the puzzle here for a very long time. I've, of course, sign a four-year extension or four-year contract upon being traded to the Colts, and he's probably going to be a stalwart throughout his entire rest of his career in Indianapolis if all goes well. But next one on the list here is. Stephen, with uh, I was thinking about individuals on this group here, but I think just the whole group needs to be mentioned because it's also critical to the offense working in all facets. And that's the offensive line: Anthony Costanzo, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Mark Lewinsky, and Braden Smith. Here is the third most important tier for this Colts team in 2020. How important is it for this team for this group up front not to regress? I know a lot of it uh, was on Jacoby Brissett's shoulders last year, as far as holding the ball, ball 2 long, 18 sacks year one of Andrew Luck before he retired, unfortunately. Do you think we could get back to 2018 where it could be maybe less than 20 sacks? Philip Rivers, a, a person who knows how to get the ball pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I think that's the key right there. Is Jacoby Brissett and Andrew Luck hold to the ball way too long? Philip Rivers, it, he makes that decision and he goes. And so the offensive line being able to continue with that continuity um, with with Gastonzo, Nelson, Kelly, Glownski, and Smith if they can stay together again and, and you don't have to worry about injuries and, and it's almost unheard of to have basically this will be their third year all together with the same group um, after having last year, with I think the only one that missed a snap was Quentin Nelson after he had that, you know, touchdown overturned. Um, I, other than that, they were together. They started all 16 games. So if these guys can do it again, they've shown the ability to really – protect the quarterback at times and Philip Rivers will be able to help with that in terms of getting the ball out quickly. And also it'll give Philip Rivers more time in terms of doing play action. And that's a big thing for the Colts offense. And I think it will be a big thing this year is with Jonathan Taylor and Marley Mack in the background uh, in the backfield to be able to pull that play action. Philip Rivers is going to know exactly where he wants to go after that play action gets in. So if any of those defenders take a false step, he's he's got some some legitimate weapons on the outside with TY Hilton, and Michael Pittman now, Paris Campbell, that that can break pretty much any play for a touchdown, which the Colts haven't had in a long time. Since you know Marvin Harrison, um, and Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne, that's the last time they had two two players that you really you get the ball in the hand, and even even Reggie Wayne to a point wasn't that game breaker where he would run down the like just run away from guys. But you've got two guys in in T. Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell that, if if the offensive line is able to give Philip Rivers the time, he's gonna he's gonna feast this year. He, he could honestly be a, a under the radar MVP candidate this year. He was an MVP candidate in two thousand eighteen, and if he can get back to those numbers which I think he can, he could be an MVP candidate this year too.
0: Yeah, if you're uh, in Indiana right now, listen, to this. sports betting is of course legal there. Uh, last I checked, Philpurs was like in the top twenty, like very far down the list on MVP. it to like- be a smart bet to make theirs for little money. I think that makes a lot of sense to go after that because we could see with this offensive line, Philpurs go back to 2018 form. That will change everything for this team compared to what set in 2019. But next on the list here, Stephen, an underrated one who I think we saw before his injury last year is really starting to break out and maybe be a double-digit sack guy. You added DeForest Buckner now alongside yeah. him. What was crazy to me looking up some stats about him. He was the highest graded Colts player on PFF last year, even ahead of Quentin Nelson, Kamoko Ture. How big of a year do you expect from him in 2020?
1: I think it's huge if he can come back from this injury. Um, he was one of the guys that when we first started, when you first you know, talked about this podcast, I mean, he was the first, one of the first guys that came to my mind um, on a guy that that could have a huge year. He's got that length and that explosiveness that the Colts love. Uh, he had a 13.1, uh, pressure rating, which was second in the NFL last year, uh, prior to his injury. Um, he had two sacks and one forced fumble over four games before he took that, that injury in week five at Kansas city. Um, I think the, the addition of DeForest Buckner, you're going to have to offensive lines, opposing offensive lines. They're going to have to double DeForest Buckner. Um, and so that's going to leave single blockers unless you keep a tight end in or keep a running back into chip. You're going to get single blockers on everybody else. Komoko Ture is probably not going to get the same attention that Justin Houston's going to get. So he's going to get a lot of single coverage, um, a lot, a lot of one one on one with offensive tackles. And his explosiveness, his athleticism, and his length is going to it could lead to him having a huge year if you extrapolate that the numbers that he had out, you know, he's looking at eight to 10 sacks last year um, and he was just kind of getting started. And as you saw him in that Kansas city game, he was, he was on Patrick Mahomes and you know, that's one of the big things is defensive players need to be fast to be able to keep up with Patrick Mahomes because he likes to scramble, get out of the pocket. Deshaun Watson likes to scramble, likes to get out of the pocket. Lamar Jackson, likes to scramble, likes to get out of the pocket. So you've got the top three teams, you know, in the AFC right now, or top three quarterbacks in the AFC right now are all not just pure pocket passers. It's not Tom Brady anymore. Like you, you have to be able to be athletic and get to him. And I think Kamoko Ture is just the ideal edge rusher for this defense. If he can stay healthy and, you know, is was kind of a freak injury last year? Hopefully he's healed fully from it, but that's a guy that I think could have a huge year.
0: Thinking back, I may have mentioned a turnover portion for the defense with Buckner earlier in the show, but with Kamoka Ture, Justin Houston, DeForest Buckner himself, Buckner of course had double-digit sacks last year. Houston had 11 sacks with double coverage most of the year. If Kamoka Ture stays healthy, Steve, I think there's a good chance for the first time in a very long time, maybe the first time in franchise history, I'll have to look it up after the show here, but... Three guys on the defensive line here could be double-digit sack guys, and that could change everything for this defense and really put them near the top in the NFL as far as pressure rate goes.
1: Yeah, well, and, and one guy that we, we haven't really talked about yet is Ben Banigu, who is also a young pass rusher. You know, last year on his his defensive snaps, he was uh, in rookies He had the highest sack percentage uh, per defensive snap played and the highest QB hit percentage, um, and that was higher than than Bosa. Like he, Ben Banigu in the limited snaps was very efficient. And so I'm excited to see what this Colts defense comes out because you've got DeForest Buckner. Now on the inside, you've got a versatile piece like Danico Autry that can play anywhere along that line. You've got Kamoko Terre and Justin Houston and Ben Banigu as legitimate pass rushers. So, and legitimate pass rushers that fit this, the stadium fit the turf at Lucas soil stadium, because, you have to be fast to play on that turf. You you don't win in Luke soil stadium playing a three, four, um, Chris Ballard, one of his introductory press conferences when he was first hired and they started his transition, he made a comment that, you know, there's no dome team has ever won a super bowl playing a three, four defense. And I'm pretty sure that still holds. Um, so, you know, you got to play fast in that four, three, and these guys, these guys are ideal for that fast four, three defense. Next up on the list here, Steve,
0: another defender and one who I think has a lot to prove this year is what happened previously. And what the Colts they did this offseason cutting beer, peer to seer, they have Rocky sin and Kenny Moore still on board and Marvell tell and others developing behind him, but Xavier Rhodes from Minnesota, I think, he, the big addition they made, the cheap one year deal was cheaper than Pierre Desir's contract would have been. But cutting DeSir and getting Rhodes on board, Matty Raflus has mentioned before, he likes the length and speed with Rhodes. I think he fits the scheme a lot better as a as a zone corner compared to a man corner. Very good tackler. How big of a year would it be for this Colts team if Rhodes bounces back, not to maybe elite for him, but at least above average form?
1: Oh, it'd be huge. Because if you look at the end of the season, Rak um, played very, very well after that Denver game. And and that's what you like to see. Bringing in a guy like Xavier Rhodes can help solidify that opposite corner. And it allows them to be more versatile um, in how they approach things. Xavier Rhodes, in the last two years, he only had one interception and 13 pass defended. That's not great. And you understand why he was cut. But as you'd mentioned, I think uh, when you had the host of On Vikings, on a while back when this Xavier Rhodes signings happened, they were in his head um, in terms of how they they made him play defense. They made him second guess himself. Xavier Rhodes is a very cerebral player, and he'll recognize those routes really quickly and be able to make a play on a ball. If you've got a, a smart defender on the outside that is opportunistic like Xavier Rhodes, and you've got a good pass rush from the defensive line that slows down or speeds up the quarterback to where he doesn't have that time. He's going to make a decision. And Xavier Rhodes is going to realize what the play call is. He's going to he's going to get some picks this year. And I think that if Xavier Rhodes can come back and be above average, this defense will be will be great because it means every other aspect of the defense is clicking.
0: Another underrated piece to the puzzle here. Going back to the offensive side, we're going to hit on the, the running back duo in just a second here because I think that's a, an important piece to the puzzle with what Philip Rivers is a quarterback now entering his age thirty nine season. But I think as a player, I've been hyping up a little bit on Twitter over the last week or so because I think his fit with Rivers is so good, and I think he's going to become a security blanket very quickly. His four three one speed and out of the slot, Paris Campbell, who kind of his rookie year was kind of tarnished due to all the injuries with him, but really his true rookie year is going to be in two thousand twenty Stephen. I have really high hopes for Paris Campbell this year, alongside Pittman, alongside T.Y. Hilton. Not ever going to see double coverage or really much looks because he's going to be in the slot more often than not. I think he has a really good chance to break out this year. As we dive in more and more to the most important cults of the 2020 season, I want to remind you guys about our favorite sponsor, the best tasting protein bar ever, which is Boat Bar. Boat Bars are tasty. They're a protein bar tastes just like a candy bar. With 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate nut flavors, and 8 chocolate nut free flavors. The bars is covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. The Bill Bar is great for a health-conscious guy out there as well. If you want to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat, the bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. For example, the Mint Brownie, which I've been really indulging myself in lately, it tastes really almost like a mint, mint and brownie mix, which is perfect for a protein bar. It helps tie me, tie me over all throughout the day. 15 grams of protein compared to 4 grams of sugar, all in 110 calories, which is a great snack that will keep you in your stomach intact. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Guitar's are your first order of built bars. Again, he's promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N for ten dollars off at Bob Colts fans ads built bar.com. All All
1: right, yeah. I think Paris Campbell is is going to be huge um, this year. He's got a lot of opportunities, especially now with Michael Pittman playing that outside corner uh, the outside wide receiver spot His abilities in the slot. He's gonna be marked up against uh marked up against linebackers, against safeties, him being gone in that amount of time thing. Uh, for the Colts at this spot his ability like his game-breaking ability and then another guy that that I want to mention too is Naheem Hines I know we're going to talk about the other running backs but Naheem Hines is a guy I think is going to be huge in terms of his kick returning ability and his use uh, out of the backfield and potentially as a slot receiver as well so I think the slot position itself has a lot of upside and I I think that Paris Campbell is going to take advantage of that role and I think Naheem Hines is going to just accentuate and, and kind of push that role even bigger.
0: Let's move on here, Stephen, to the, the running back duo. I hinted at that for a second. Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack. It, I don't think it really matters who starts. I know you're on that team Takeholder call as well. Frank Reich once again mentioned the 1-1 one, one duo instead of the 1-2 duo with Mack and Taylor. And I think it's going to be just like that in 2020. Of course, you knows the future about Marlon Mack after this season. But I think this duo has a good chance to make a lot of noise. And it could really be, I know it's underrated right now, but I think they have a good chance to be one of the more uh, lethal duos this
1: year. Yeah, I agree. I, I think both of them have game-breaking speed. Um, you see that with Marlon Mack when he likes to bounce things outside. Jonathan Taylor is, if you look at his numbers, he measures up really similar to Saquon Barkley in terms of his, his size, his speed, his agility, all, all those things. People just kind of got scared away, scared away from him because of the carries that he had and the fumble per- and the fumbles he had. The fumble percentage is actually pretty low. Um, so I'm not as worried about that. And you've got Tom Rathman there as the running backs coach. He's going to fix those fumbles issues. And so you've got a guy with either one of those guys that on any moment can be a game breaker and and can, they're tough to bring down. I mean, we've seen, you know, meme after meme with Marlon Max, just stiff arms shoving guys into the dirt. Um, same Jonathan Taylor is going to be a handful to bring down as well and so either one of those guys once they get into it and they start getting into the groove it really is a one-one punch with those guys and having two viable running backs really puts the defense in a tough position because prior to this year once you subbed out Marlon Mack with you know, Jordan Wilkins or name, Hines, the defensive coordinators kind of had an idea where you might be going with this. Now with Marley Mack and Jonathan Taylor, they're not going to have any idea because it doesn't change your offense, no matter which running backs in. And they have to respect the running game with this offensive line. You can't just give up and say, all right, y'all can run you have to respect it. You've got to try to stop it. It's going to open up the play action as well for Phillip Rivers. And it's going to, that play action is going to feed right into like Paris Campbell, being able to just sneak over the linebackers and get in a foot race with the safety, which I feel very confident about Paris Campbell in a foot race with anybody. Definitely agree with you on that point there.
0: And the last one I had for you, it just depends who you have winning this competition on kicker, Chase McLaughlin or Rodrigo Blankenship. I think Compared to what we saw Adam Benatari last year on his last leg, I think it's going to be very key whoever wins that kicking job to make those kicks this year because we saw how close a lot of those games were. And if Benatari missed a couple kicks here and there, Steven, they might have been a playoff team.
1: Yeah, yeah, the kicking game special teams is huge. Um, It's, you know, like I mentioned before with Naeem Hines being the, the kick returner, punt returner, how he can change the game. Obviously, games were changed last year because of the kicking game. And so, I'm not sure who will end up winning that battle, whether it's uh, Rodrigo Bankenship or Chase McLaughlin. Um, Either one I think is probably gonna be better in the long term than what Adam Vinatieri was last year, which is a shame to say, Adam Vinatieri is one of the greatest kickers of all time. I don't think anybody really questions that. It's really sad the way that he went out. I I do think that Chris Ballard has got a couple really good guys in here. with McLaughlin, you saw the New England Patriots also put in a claim for him. So he's a guy that the Patriots wanted last year uh, when Gostkowski got injured. And so I, I think either one of them, whether it's Blankenship or you know McLaughlin, it's going to be an upgrade over what it was last season. I'd, I'd be really interested, though, if Blankenship ends up winning the job because you're going to see a bunch of people – with kicker jerseys and those rec specs, which I think would be fun to see in the stands just as a fan itself. But either way, I'm excited to see, you know, more consistency from the kicking game, uh, especially when it comes to just short field goals. You know, once you get to that 50, 50-yard field goal, it's it's not as easy. But anything inside of that, it really kind of should be automatic. Last year, it wasn't.
0: Steven, uh, last one I had for you here. Any ones that we missed that you wanted to mention to the listeners out there that you think could be really important underrated pieces to this Colts team next year?
1: Yeah. One guy I wanted to bring up was Bobby Okereke. Um, He was the one guy that I really wanted to to mention. Uh, He was pro football focus's uh, top-rated rookie linebacker last year. In fact, he only played, I think, after week seven, um, he played – After week seven, he didn't play more than 50% of defensive snaps, except for Carolina um, in week 16. And so I'll be interested to see how he plays. The the coaching staff really likes him. Uh, He's played really well once he got the hang of it. He even admitted in his conference call he really was kind of not lost, but trying to get up to speed up until the Kansas City game. And then after that game in week five, they had – you know the the bye week, week six, and then the game week seven, where he played fifty-two percent of stamps. and then after that he didn't play more than fifty percent of stamps. So I think that's going to be a really interesting battle um, come camp time because it's going to basically be Bobby Okereke or Anthony Walker, and because the Colts in general will play two linebackers the majority of the time. Very few times or do they have three three linebackers on the field. It's like thirty percent of their defensive snaps do they have three linebackers, and so. I'm excited for Bobby Okereke. He's fast. He's lengthy. He's really similar to – he's a bigger version kind of of, of Darius Leonard. Not, not that as explosive as Darius Leonard. So he's like a bigger kind of slower version of Darius Leonard. But he's still fast. He's still athletic. He still can make plays. Um, he's still long, lanky. And I think that he's going to be one guy that we should, we should remember uh, in terms of guys that could have a really great year next year.
0: Steven, always enjoy chatting with you. You guys can follow him on Twitter at Nice Read
1: Steve. Read his work over at Stampede Blue. Stephen, appreciate the time as always. Thanks, Evan. Have a good one.